Hello, my name is Anne Herbert and welcome to season two of Evenings with Anne. It doesn't seem that long ago when I was recording season one in April, May, um, Tasmania's autumn. Now winter's been and gone and spring has arrived. I'm not in Tasmania at the moment. So I'm not there to see the wattles in their bright yellow blooms or the, um, the fruit trees in their lovely pinks and soft whites, nor the wallabies with their little joeys, the native hens proudly strutting along with their brood of chicks stepping behind, or the baby plovers foraging in the grass while mum and dad stand protectively and watchfully by. No, I'm in England, where I've enjoyed seeing and smelling summer flowers in all their varied colours and shapes and scents, looking at the lush green, leafy greens of um, grass and tree and hedgerows, and watching sheep cows and horses grazing on moorland hills. As summer's moved into autumn, I've witnessed farmers cutting and baling their fields, the beautiful flowers fading and falling to the ground, and the lush green growth shading to yellows, oranges, browns and reds. Tasmania and England half a world apart, yet sharing the common rhythm of spring, summer, autumn and winter. This has set me thinking more generally about the rhythms and cycles that affect our lives. Times of renewal and growth. Times when life feels dry and barren, when everything is bare. While in England, I've held a grandchild in my arms for the very first time in my life. In fact, two grandchildren, one newborn and one five months. Oh, I felt awe and a spellbound joy while looking on their faces, soothing them while they've been upset, being attentive to their sounds and movements. It's caused me to ponder life, birth, and life stages as well as endings. The seasons come and go. Day follows night follows day. The moon waxes and wanes from full to new and back again. The tides ebb and flow. There are rhythms to daily living in the natural world, but also the stories of our individual lives and the communities within which we live. There is a wisdom book known as Ecclesiastes. In chapter one, the teacher reminds his listeners that generations come and generations go, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun sets, then hurries back to where it rises. The wind blows to the south and turns to the north. Round and round it goes, ever returning on its course. All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full. 
to the place the streams come from, there they return again. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. In the book Tides and Seasons, David Adam notes, all of us are caught up in the pool of the ebb and flow of the whole creation. In each of us, there are many strong currents at work. The end of one thing heralds the beginning always of something new. In the same way, the beginning of something marks the end of an old order. We contain within ourselves many ebbings and flowings. Over coming weeks, I want to draw on the scriptures and a range of different authors who have considered times and places of change, journeys that lead us into change, and which impact us physically, mentally, and spiritually. For the moment, I'll leave you with words from the 5th century missionary and bishop, St. Patrick. Our God is the God of all men, the God of heaven and earth, the God of sea, river, of sun, moon and stars, of the lofty mountains and the lowly valleys, the God above heaven, the God under heaven, the God in heaven. He has his dwelling round heaven and earth and sea and all that is in them. He inspires all, he quickens all, he dominates all, he sustains all. He lights the light of the sun, he furnishes the light of the light. No matter what season you're in, whether you're in an ebb tide, a low tide, a full tide, God is with you. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now.